What's going on, everybody? It's your boy Fab, Freddie Fox, America's Big Brother, and we back with Saturday Night Sit Down. And tonight, I got a good friend of mine, financial advisor, Guillory Brutus. What's going on, my man? Freddie, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, we finally making it happen. We finally um, making it happen, right? Man, finally, finally. Yes, I'm actually really excited to be here with you, and so um, glad we could make it happen. No, absolutely, man. So, so I met you a couple months ago, right? It was at a, a Brandon Gadoris' A to B conference, right? That's where we first talked and, and got to know each other, right? That's right. That's right. That was the first interaction at the A to B conference, and uh, you approached me. And uh, it was pretty cool because uh, when you told me a little bit about who you are and what you did, and I was like, bro, we got to make it happen. And uh, what? Three months later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, it's been a conflict schedule, man, but we finally got here. Yeah, we finally get yeah. it going on. And, um, you know, it's going to be a little bit pressed with time for I really want to get into it with you, man. Yeah, so, sure. um, as, as I tell everybody to kind of break it into the whole concept of my show, is like I sit down with different people, right? Because we know in our community, right, um, you know, the dads have kind of like a bad rap, right? They're either mm -hmm. not there, they either leave, they're in jail, you know, one thing or another, stuff like that. So, you know, it, it's really impactful, right? And I want to really let the guys know how important it is as a dad, right, to be there for your kids, right? right. Like, you know, it, Everybody thinks like, you know, being a dad may be really, really complicated. It's mm -hmm. not. It's very, very simple. I'm going to give it to you right now. Yeah. Show up. Yeah. Show up, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, no, first off, you know, I love what you're doing, especially talking about fathers. Um, you know, it's kind of crazy, but we'll get into it. Uh, this couldn't have any bit more special for me because um, my dad, man, he's my rock. Uh, you know, so I've, I've been fortunate enough to have had my dad my whole life. And uh, I could say that uh, I didn't realize back then what he was doing before in regards, you know, how it could be with uh, especially black fathers. They right, don't right. express themselves, you don't express yeah, yeah. any emotions anyway. But, um, you know, they're always there. They try their best as much as they have a bad rep in the community. But then those that do show up when they show up, they show up. So. Yeah, it's, uh, it's very significant to witness as a son, uh, but now also me as well looking and becoming an inferent in the future, that's going to force me a lot to uh, take a lot of these characteristic traits and apply some of the things I have learned from him and uh, just the men around me, you know? Awesome, awesome. And so, like I asked everybody, my very, very first question to you, mm -hmm. right, thinking about, like, you just hit on a characteristic. So for you, what do you think are some of the key characteristics it takes to be a good man or a good person? Uh, <laughs> well, um, thinking of what my dad would say. <laughs> uh, you know, what I would consider that make a man's uh, great characteristic is the first thing on mine is leadership. You know, I, and I think for a lot of us that uh, either grew up with a father or did not have a father, we still wanted to have a presence of leadership in our lives. And leadership is really to be able to help guide us in the ways of how we live. Uh, but then also the examples of how a man should be protecting his family, you know? And uh, it's funny because I just watched a movie yesterday called Beast with uh, Idris. Oh, uh, I want to see that movie. Oh, my God. I, I, I'm not going to ruin it for you, but uh, there's such a presence of uh, the nature of being able to protect one's pride, right? Wow. And when you think about father figures and how they've been able to protect their pride and those of which that have failed, how that impact really tremendously having a family and so a father and a man and their characteristic traits is leadership integrity uh, and honesty and uh, the ability to showcase to their family uh, being that protector you know and uh, 
have that sense of provider as well. And then, um, yeah, I think those main things are really what the true characteristics of one makes a man. You know what's, uh, why, why I really love doing this show, me? Yeah. I start to watch other people, right? It helps me trigger things when I think, you know, about things that happen to me and realize certain stuff, right? Right. And um, when you said, like, leadership, right? And I was thinking about my dad. And nothing against my dad, right? But he never really gave me the presence of a leader. He was always more of a one-man person, right? Right. Like, it wasn't right. more sense of, like, trying to lead an army, stuff like that. Like, my mom was more of the leader of the household, right? She's mm-hmm. the one that, that, that ran things and kind of said everything. My dad was uh, the, the authoritarian, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, she threatened with my dad. But I knew I had a lot softer with my dad. Like, my dad would really, like, kind of give me mostly what I wanted, right? But he didn't really show me, like, that leadership characteristics. But the other part that you said, right, Mm -hmm. like the movie and Protector, right, that was huge, right? And I seen that on different occasions. Like, Mm -hmm. my dad don't mess with his family, Mm -hmm. right? You know, that that doesn't play that. Like, there was, you know, quick three quick instances, and I showed the story many, many times, but there was a time that I showed up at his job, and his boss didn't know that I was his son, he referred me to a nigger as a nigger. And my dad went off, quit that same day, nearly killed that man. Like, I think he only didn't kill him because he didn't want me to see him go to jail. Like, that, that you know what I mean? Right, but he went wow. into protector mode in a way that I've never seen before. Wow. That, like, imprinted in my brain, right? Wow. There was another time where I got into a fight with one of my neighborhood kids. Like, you know how we was growing up. Yeah. We fight all the time. We fought a bunch of... <laughs> right. He was Haitian. I don't know if you know. Do you know the Flormont family? Jeff D. Flormont, Getro, uh, um... Uh, the, the the last name sounds familiar. Uh, they they grew up on the west side, right? Great, love that family, man. Like I said, you know. But me and me and uh, me and Jeff D. Growing up, we was like that. We would fight all the time, right? right. Like, so one day we we had like three or four fights, right? And um, you know, and then one day he went home and he bought the whole like. I mean, these, these Haitians ran deep to my house, bro. <laughs> I mean, they literally lined up around the whole. I never seen so many there again. That's a big family yeah, over there. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. At, when I said that, I was like, I was. I was like, you know what? I went out there all bold, level headed, and course. I'm like, you know, I said, then they all scattered north running, and I thought I was like all big and bad and bold, but right. lo and behold, I turned around, my dad was standing in the doorway with a machete. Mm-hmm. He didn't even say a word, you know what I mean? Right, like, he was right, in the doorway right. with a machete, and I was like, wow, you yeah. know. So no word said he was about protecting his family, right, and right. that's how I am about mine. Like when if, if if we gain that loyalty, I consider you my family. I will protect you too. I'll do whatever I can for you. Like my right. motto to my my in, my in laws, they always tell me how. Grateful there I am for taking care of my, my right. wife and all that stuff. And then, you know, but I always tell them for, for family, anything. Yeah, absolutely. Anything for family. Yeah, no, and that's a great example that you brought up, right? So when you think about protecting one's pride as characteristic for a man and how a father figure should be there to protect his family. And, uh, you know, a lot of what we're supposed to do is serve, right, right. as, as right. men and uh, one of our acts of service is, is to protecting. And uh, you see that a lot. And those that do show the ways in which they uh, actually are protecting their family is by being that provider. And, uh, you know, but one thing I noticed, I don't know if you've noticed that too, what you mentioned earlier, authoritarian, and shout out to the moms as well that plays the roles of the father, yeah, right? Yeah, and, yeah. Um, there's a lot of that in, in, in the communities that we're from where the women have to take on those leaderships and uh, being a father figure. And as much as I can say I've been grateful and lucky to have both of my parents in my lives, but they've been at my lives at separate instances, right? So, for example, when I was in Haiti, um, until the age of seven, my dad moved here to the United States so that he could help us get a better life. However, that means that he wasn't really there for my teenage years, right? So it was my mom that was basically there. And he didn't necessarily go out of communication. We were in communications with one another. 
However, you know, the presence of the male figure in the house as him being that figure for us wasn't there. Right. And it's interesting because I have some form of understanding because of this, not to the full extent that one does as somebody that did not have a father growing up, but really to the person that, you know, had not always seen a male figure being that father for him. And so, you know, I say all this to say as I have so much love and respect for my dad and that put a riffle in our relationship. Um, because when I came here, I was uh, a teenager in my early 14s. So for seven years, um, him not physically being there all the time had impacted how I had gotten uh, closer to him and certain expectations that he had when I first went to the States and certain things he would want me to do and ask me to do, I would not respond so well because I was just like, well, my mom would do it differently. My mom would have showed me differently. Um, so those dynamics always interest me. And uh, thinking back to what you said earlier, I think a lot of it when you recognize the differences and how one can always learn from others and the ability to understand what the true characteristic is afterwards, you really learn a lot into shaping your own as a man. Yeah, you know, and, and I want to take a moment too, right? Because I, I, I know we say that kind of like a bad rap, but I want to give a shout out to, to like those dads because a lot of guys, you know, for me as a dad, right? I know like I was like, I want to be there for my kids 24 mm-hmm. seven all the time. Like I don't want them to be without me, whatever, you know? So the thought, like I, right now I had to travel for work, right? I got like once a week for a month. And in my mind, I'm like, wait, once a week for a month? Like I'll be away from my, like I can't like be, no, like my, I can't right. fathom that, you know right, what I mean? Like right. It's just a week to leave your home country, right? To go to somewhere brand new where mm-hmm. you know nothing, barely probably speak the language and all that stuff. You got wow. nothing but the clothes in your back and change in your pocket mm-hmm. to be away from you, to try to pave them a path. Mm-hmm. That is, that is difficult because I'm sure on his side too, right? You know, I'm wanting to be a parent, you know, and then wanting to be there, but it's like either I'm there, you know, being a dad and showing them how to be disciplined or I'm here helping provide them for a better life so they don't have to live in the same conditions that I had to. Yes, yes. I love that you brought that up. Oh, my God. So I was just listening maybe like two weeks ago to a uh, short by uh, T.D. Jakes on YouTube. It was a YouTube short. Mm-hmm. And I think it's even in the Bible somewhere. But it goes in the line of in the expectancy to have a father figure when he's providing and then when versus when he is yes. present, yes. you can't expect the dad to be there all the time yeah, if he's going to exactly be a provider, right? About. I forgot that was T.D. Jakes, <laughs> yeah. but I know exactly. I was yeah. telling my wife that the other day. Yeah, it was T.D. You know Jakes. I mean? It was T.D. Jakes. And he's right. It's so powerful. I told her that too, like, because I was going through that. And, and I'm, I'm busy, man, right? You oh, know yeah. what I mean? Like, like I said, I, I work nine to five. I got my podcast. I got mm-hmm. my t-shirt business. I'm trying to be a full-time dad. I'm trying right, to do all these right. things. And sometimes, you know what I mean, like in different activities, it may pull me away from the family, you mm-hmm. know? So I was telling that too, just like TD Jake says, like it can never be 100. Either you have me and we don't have the money. We have the money or we don't have the time, but I can exactly. never give you 100 because I got to be, you know what I mean? Right. And it's so hard to pull yourself. So like that too, like I, I, I mean, now that I'm a parent and I, I've, the thought and had to be away from my family for like a week yep. to be away for months and oh, years yeah. on end, 
with not again, you're leaving your family, what you built, right, to be alone, to purposely be alone, yeah. to build it, it, it's a crazy thing to do. That, that takes a lot of that takes a lot of ball. Man. It, like, it, it, it does. Well, you know, um I, I told you earlier uh in the beginning how this moment right here is special for me as well to be right, able right. to have this conversation because you know I, I, it's kind of ridiculous but um just last week man it, uh my dad almost passed away oh yeah 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 so wow. i probably won't get too much into the details right here but no, I understand, uh, understand. um you know it was a pretty surreal moment for me just to experience that because uh, it was something that uh, really shocked the family. Mm-hmm. And so in a manner where, um, you know, something that just happened so quickly, I'm super grateful, you know, for being able to see him again. Oh. Yeah, it, 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 it's mean, just so many, op- you know, things that you – you go back to and you're like, yeah, oh my God. So the moments that you get to cherish now, you you really amplify those, right? Now you really go ahead and build those memories or, or create those new ones, knowing the sacrifices that were done along the way. And, you know, we mentioned how your family and not being able to be there. You can't even fathom that. I mean, I don't have any families uh, built just yet, but uh, being able to experience that with my parents. But, you know, I, I'm also a godfather. And uh, so there I have two got children uh one's here one's in haiti and uh the one that's here has an older sister and they always see me and i always stop by because they look closer and whatnot and i started see them develop some attachment right and there was sometimes i'm busy like i haven't been able to really go there and actually see them and so when i really just saw them recently uh, they were just so sad that I was leaving and I was there for over an hour, but it's been so long that I hadn't seen them. And just that fact that we were all gathered together, even though in my head, I'm like, Oh yeah, I just spent an hour because that hour is what I knew I could have been able to give knowing that day. But then, you know, they're not necessarily my kids, but as a God parent, you're looking at it where you also look supposed to be looking after those children in some way by being examples in their lives, right? So seeing that little attachment, and I was like, man, I realize I got to spend more time, but you're right. So how do you still create the time and provide and protect, right? So that, that's, that's, <laughs> kudos that's to all the fathers that's right doing there, it, man. That's what I'm trying to figure out, man, you know? And, and like like what you're saying that about your your, uh, your goddaughters and stuff like that, kind mm-hmm. of like what we said earlier, right? Just show up, right? Yeah. So you gotta do, just show up and be there. And it's funny how you said that because, like, with, with me – um. I, and, and I say this all the time, the moment I knew that I wanted to be a father, mm-hmm. I was 13 years old. Wow. It was June 9th. My niece was born. My first niece was born. Wow. <laughs> Raina Lee. And um, I remember going to the hospital and holding her for the first time. And at 13 years old, I understood that that was unconditional love. She's so new to this world, doesn't know me or anything in me whatsoever. Right. But we bond. We love right, each other. Right. You know what I mean? Like, and there's nothing like whether I'm goofy, she doesn't know yeah. me for anything else. Like, right? You know what I mean? Like, I right, get right, crazy right. here. Like, She's I'm young. completely normal, right? And that'll become her norm. Mm-hmm. That's unconditional. But I was 13 years old, holding her, looking at her in her eyes for the first right. time. I was like, I need to be a dad. Right. Yeah. You know? And what you're going on with, like I said, with your nieces and stuff like that, and being there, like you said, you charged it up and I got yeah. your close and going there. What I've noticed a lot, right, through a lot of the guys who 
had separation issues with their dads or their dads mm-hmm. weren't there, overcompensate with their kids. Yeah. Other people are going to be there. They're constantly there. They're constantly there. They're constantly right. doing something. Oh, we are annoying because they know what it's like not to be there. Yeah. And that's another thing, uh, you know, that you brought up that's significant, right? So now part of the generation that's growing up and seeing that and then also uh, the previous generations and just kind of learning from our parents what they did and what they didn't do and they tried their best. But uh, now knowing how you yourself trying to navigate your own family because of your past wounds you had and you're trying to heal and you're trying to make sure that your kids grow up with what you didn't have or learn the skills that you didn't get a chance that your father to really share with you. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's something to always be mindful of. And uh, because of it, I am also allowing myself to experience all the things that I get to see from little nephews or nieces or cousins or even my uncles, man. One of my uncles, probably one of the biggest inspiration to me, and he's like another father figure here. And uh, to see how much this man continues to elevate and show up for his children. Uh, But it's interesting because he has a bigger family and um, you can see the older ones that didn't get a chance like you were bringing up to really experience his presence versus the younger ones we do. There's a different dynamic. Right. And so there's that little bit of overcompensation that goes on in, in, the, in the family. Um, however, you see him still showing up and you see him still being present. And so the qualities of a man that are consistently showing up, the manners that actually impact the children that they're raising is really what helps create those characteristic traits we were talking about earlier. And uh, somebody, in the case of um, my uncle, is someone that I get to learn a lot from, and I'm grateful for him as well. Now, your uncle, like, was he, during the seven years your dad wasn't around, was he around there in Haiti? Oh, uh, he no, he's, uh, he was also here. He was, here. he was also here. So, you know, the time that my dad... Um, and I got a chance to really experience each other's presence in our lives was when I came here, of course. So, but then it was like a bonus. Now I had multiple father figures. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's it's funny how life works. But uh, I mean, that's that's one of those things. I, I have a quick question for you too. Um, yeah. So now, have you been able to, um, as a father, because you know I'm a I'm a youngin', <laughs> just coming up, and uh, I've, like I said, I've yet to have any children, but uh, I can see myself becoming a girl dad and really much having more girls. And so I see from you all the time, you talk a lot about how your daughter, you love her so much, she means the world to you. What does it really even feel like to be a dad? Man, um... It's very, very indescribable, man. Like it's, 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 it's a surreal feeling because even sometimes when I look at her and I hear her calling me dad, and she's like, "I really, I'm really a dad. Like this is insane. Like I have a kid." Um, and I think it, it maybe it's, it's, you know, breaking I guess into the psychology of it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my wife got me um, a gift when my daughter was born. Right? It was a plaque that it was made, and uh, and it says. A father is his daughter's first love. Mm, it's in Washington. Right? <laughs> and um, and uh, 
And I think a lot of it goes into play because number one, right, growing up, I was like a mom's boy, right? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like my dad was around, but I think we all kind of do that. We tend to our moms, you know, yeah. and just feel my mom was there. So I was very, very attached to my mom. I have a very, very great relationship with my mom, you know? And then I think it also plays into when I went out into the world and exp- tried to look for love from, like, you know I mean, the opposite sex, right? Mm-hmm. And being constantly rejected and hurt and, and all these things and you're feeling this pain and stuff and you just you just want to be loved, right? You just mm-hmm. want unconditional love. Right. And that's what it is. I said, since I got from my niece when I seen her the first time where, you know what I mean? Like, I know that she loves me for me. Like, I, I, don't, right. I can make any mistake. I don't have to be perfect. I don't have yeah. to put on a facade. I don't have to act like anything else. I can just be mm-hmm. and be loved. And that's like peace. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what it is when you have your kids. Like, I think that's probably when you come to it is that they're your center of ultimate peace because around your kids, you can do and be whoever you want, mm-hmm. you know, and as long as they're there serving with them and they just love you. You know what I mean? Like I can be silly with my daughter and I'm goofy and I'll tease her and I'll, you know what I mean? I can just be whatever I want, you know, right. <laughs> and I don't have to worry about it. Like it's just right. fun. Yeah. You yeah, know? Yeah. And I think also part of it too is that, you know, when, when I think also like for me in my instance with my daughter is that I've seen with my nieces is that, um, with the whole dad thing, I noticed that, you know, father and daddy issues type of thing. So with my daughter, you know, you just want to protect her, right? Like you see in the world, you do all those things, you know what I mean? It's kind of like the princess is the ultimate kind of protector, the fragile thing, right? Yeah. You want to teach her and, and show her everything to look for in a man because as we know, unfortunately, right? Like, you know, we're not going to be here forever. I right, want to make right. sure that she's in the good hands, right? Absolutely. So how do you do that? You need to be the example. Yeah. And yeah. show her what to look for. Right. And on the on the other side of that angle with my son, I need to show him how to be that man. Right. Like how to be those steps, how to prepare yourself mm-hmm. to take that role and do all those things. Cause it's it's kinda like going back to like the whole dad thing, right? I'm, you know, kind of attaching these things in because one of my things that, that I've learned um it, from my dad, right, just by his actions is that when him and my mom got into arguments or whatever happened, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? The very next morning, still made her coffee. He still cleaned her car, he still took all the things. He might not have looked at her, talked to her, said anything. He might have been so angry at her, but never changed his love for her. Mm. You get what I'm saying? Right. And and you know, not to get out like you know, every relationship like you know, well, me and my wife, you know, we had a little spat this weekend. You know, what I mean, nothing, nothing major and stuff. But you know, I was a little irritated. And you know, the next day, same thing. You know, I went in, made her breakfast, same thing, made her breakfast, made her sandwich, stuff like that. The next morning, she was like, you know, I, I know you're upset. We had the scene, but I appreciate you making the sandwich. And I was like, just because I'm upset, I'm not going to change how I take care of you. Wow. I'm um, always going to take care wow, of you no matter wow. what. You know, I want to dive into that, and uh, maybe I'll take a, a quick uh, snap at this. But uh, you know what you just described was the behaviors of love, mm-hmm. right? So going back to the characteristic traits that a man should have and what really defines a man, those actions matter, mm-hmm. right? And so thinking about that in regards to how you mentioned being a mama's boy and how you were raised and all that, you know, I can relate in that aspect of my mom really is the one that raised me during my teenage years. And that's something I noticed as well. They would argue quite a lot and certain things that would happen that would bring them arguments. I mean, they always showed up for each other the next day. Right. And, whether or not being the only child had a, something to do with it. But I think when you get to see that no matter what the argument may be or whatever the case may be, uh, the idea of always 
taking care of her was never, you know, an issue. And so um, I think that those behaviors and those actions are quite, quite intriguing. And for us, man, I mean, um, you know, I, I don't believe there is anything more powerful than a parent's presence in a kid's life. Yeah. And like, I, I didn't realize that seeing and, and, and I'm, I'm in that mentality. Like I seeing those things could either make or break you. Right. Like mm-hmm. I grew up seeing my parents, they, they, they got some physical fights. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it got pretty ugly. But um, I guess at the end of the day, you know, they still, you know what I mean? Like, even if it was like coughing and puffing and stuff like that, mm-hmm. like, I'm making you coffee. Here's your food. I made you some chicken. And some, you know what I mean? Like, but you still took care of them, right? right, right. You know, and, and, and my dad told me that too, right? He told me like when with, with my mom's mom, right? He told her that he promised her that mm-hmm. I'm always going to protect your daughter. Right. And I'm never going to break that promise. That's what he told me. So I'm never going to break that promise. I don't care what happens. I'm never going to break that promise. Mm-hmm. And you see these things, these couples, and they talk about like, oh, you know, what is the secret of the longevity and you guys being married 60, 70 years or whatever. And one of the key answers was just like, you know, we come from a time where we would fix something that was broken instead of throwing it away. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and one of the things I told my wife from the get, like I was sitting here and I, I told my, when we were dating and everything, like I said, listen, I will fight for this relationship to the day I die, right? I will fight for this relationship. But the moment like you decide you don't want to fight no more, just let me know. I'm not gonna fight for somebody who don't want to be here. You know what I mean? Like I'm fighting to stay together, not fighting to stay apart. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. whatever we argue about, so it's never about like me going to be like, you know, I mean, how are we gonna fix this, right? right because right. it's never my thought like, oh, this is the end. Like it yeah. doesn't cross my mind. Right, right. And 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 somebody else has said another thing when it came to love too. It's like you ask a man like, you know, why do you love me? And the answer says because I choose to. Mm. Right. Yeah. And then it got me thinking of like I know it's kind of like these things like a joke and stuff. I play at it, but it's highly, highly true. Which is, like it says, there's there's humor and things that are true, right? Right, right. And they say like, oh, girls, um, you know, have sex with who they want to, mm-hmm. right? But boys have sex with who they can, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But men marry who they want to. Mm-hmm. Women marry who they can. Yeah. Right. So, and it's it, it's true, ladies out there, and I was kind of sidebar <laughs> stuff like that. And when a guy wants you, he wants you. Right. There's nothing that there's gonna of come in course. his way. You know what of I mean? Like, it doesn't matter. No hell or high water is ever gonna come in between that. You know what I mean? Like they will fight for you for the death that they really want. Right. So just know that and hold true to that. And that's what mm-hmm. I want to show my daughter too. Right. Like I say that with her. You know, I wanted to show that. Right. Like I'm I'm never gonna never want to have raised arguments or anything like that. We talk about it aside. Don't show mm-hmm. this to kids. But it's never gonna change that I love you. Right. I love you good, bad, all in all. Like, I don't mm-hmm. pick and choose what I love about you. Absolutely. That's not unconditional love. That's not what I'm about. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? Like, I love you regardless, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that's how we kind of go. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's, uh, it's crazy. <laughs> we, we have so much that we could be talking about forever here. But, um, you know, I think uh, what you're really talking about also is an aspect of commitment, right? right. Commitment. And so when you, as a man, make a choice to love uh, your spouse, your woman, or your significant other, and it is a commitment that you're making, especially with the bond of marriage. So, you know, whether or not we talk about uh, need of being married to make a commitment and the presence of uh, that relationship dynamic in regards to the church or whatever, but at the end of the day, choosing to be with someone and committing to choose right. To being with someone 
is really something, right? That's, that's, that's true, right? Like, it says, like, I choose, I choose you. I choose to wake you every other day. Not because I'm forced to. Not because mm-hmm. there's a gun to my head. Not because there's anything. I want to wake up every day. I'm making right. it a personal decision, right? It's not yeah. a mistake. And that takes a lot to make something, you know what I mean? Like, that type of commitment to right, go through that, right. man. So, nice. I mean, I know we... I love this. I love these things that we can go on. on. I mean, it's just that we kind of caught in here because I know we got yeah, a little pressure yeah, no, time. No. So we're definitely going to do a little bit. Of but we're going to talk more. Yeah, about. We, we definitely got a lot more to talk about. Anyway. I got two last questions for you. Before talk we go, to right? me. Because I always do this, right? So number one, out of everything that you've been through and all your experience in life so far, right? Mm-hmm. What do you think has been the best piece of advice you received so far? Ooh. Um, let me see. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to give this one shout out to my dad um, that actually started. I know it's crazy, but when I was three years old, he would teach me Spanish. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. He, um, he would teach me Spanish, and uh, he was a professor in Spanish. But something that I can actually say till this day resonates with me. He used to tell me, so, si tu quiero octubre, prepara novembre. Really, if you want, basically, if you want to flourish in October, you got to prepare yes, beforehand. Man. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's so, awesome. It's awesome. So um, that's one of the biggest piece of advice and that idea of having to prepare ahead and plan ahead and having to cultivate, you know, your fruits. And so, uh, and you know what? Like your dad lived that through and through because yep. he left, right? Go do something big for you yeah. guys, right? He yeah. left to prepare something big for you guys in the future. So he, that wasn't just the uh, same one time thing. That was his life model, <laughs> whoa, man. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> that was his life model, buddy. Damn. You know what I mean? Like, I need to plant what I need to do for my family. So that's I got to do what I got to do now for them wow. to be good later. So thank you, Pops, yeah, for that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look at that, dude. This is why we got to do another one. You just made me realize something. That's that's huge. So so lastly, right, as we wrap this up, man, um, you know, thinking about everything, all your experiences, right, and you got that best piece of his life, as you can look at the younger generation and these kids coming up that are going through or maybe struggling stuff, what is one piece of advice you would want them to have? You know, the younger generations, uh, it's uh, something in which um, I'm going through right now, given that I'm seeing other people uh, that I look up to have also, whenever they've been in their journeys, to show up for themselves in a manner where, you know, when things really get hard, when your back's against the wall, mm-hmm. that's when you go harder. Yeah. Right, and so for the young people out there that are probably going in different chapters of their journey and maybe going to certain difficulties, whether or not it's a relationship with their parents and their relationships with their loved ones and what they're trying to do in life, you know, whatever that challenge may be that they're trying to overcome, there's light at the end of the tunnel for them. So going harder doesn't necessarily mean having to go bang your head against the wall, but meaning take a step back sometimes and look at everything else that's happening around you and amplify the right action steps you need so that you can actually achieve what you want out of your life. So uh, that's really something I live the younger generation because um, as you continue to grow, as you continue to elevate, each chapter has its own season and its season will keep showing you the different things you got to keep going through. And every time you're elevating yourself, you're going to need to become a person completely different than the one before because growth doesn't really leave any noise. It's uncomfortable. 
but it really demonstrates itself as you go along. So, um, yeah, and uh, <laughs> it's really the biggest thing. I, that's no, no, it. Really. Man, I appreciate you know, like as you said that something came to mind and made me think of something. As we wrap it up, and wrap it up with a, um, I guess a little riddle, right? Yeah, a joke yeah. for you. What is the most dangerous animal in the world? A lion. No. You ready for this? Talk the most you. dangerous animal in the world is one whose back is against the wall. Because they will be willing to do anything they need to do to survive. So remember that. One whose back is against the wall. So, I mean, we got to do this more for men. I wish we could talk a bit more. I appreciate you. We're going to wrap this up, man. Absolutely, so thank brother. you so much for joining me. And everybody, as I always say out there, no matter who you are, no matter what you've done, your big brother loves you. Stay blessed, everyone. Yes, sir. <laughs>